It feels a little strange sitting here two days before Tishabov writing a basura about two days after Tishabov. Yeah, this is the Shabbos Nachamu edition of the Mansim Avasar, but as we go to print the day before Tishabov, I am expected to somehow alter my frame of mind from heavy thoughts of sadness and mourning to uplifting thoughts of comfort and simcha. Believe me, it's not an easy task. I always wondered how David HaMelech wrote Sefer Tehillim. Sometimes the words of Tehillim of his Mizmoyim are infused with great joy and happiness. You can mamish feel the simcha pulsating through the capital, and it spurs the reader on to greater levels of simcha. But yet, at the same, at other times, David is on is in pain. You can see he's running away from people who wish to harm him, expressing deep emotions of sadness and grief. I always wondered how does he accomplish this? How did he write the sefer like the Hillam? Well, the easy answer is he used Ruach Hakodesh. Obviously, his continuing awareness of divine inspiration enabled David Amalek to express the emotions of both love and fear joy and grief, all together with an inspired reverence towards the Rabbi the master of the world. Every capital of Tehillim conveys an emotional awareness of Hashem's involvement in every aspect of a Yid's life. It is relatively easy to feel positive towards Hashem when times are good. After all, we owe everything to Hashem. It is much more challenging to value our relationship when one is being punished or when tragedy strikes for an unexplained reason. David HaMelech teaches us this hard lesson because his entire life was filled with challenges. He had every reason to feel resentment for finding himself a hunted fugitive after being promised the glory of royalty. And yet he accepted the will of Hashem with humility and love. So that really is how he wrote Sefer Tehillim. But if we want to bring it down to our level, the words of Tehillim allow us to compartmentalize the good from the bad, the bliss from the pain. Often we find ourselves in untenuous situations, and by simply pushing away the negative, we can actually bring about the positive. I heard a great story about a person, he had a beef with the Paisik Hadar of Yisrael Shalom El Yashiv, it's unclear what exactly his beef was, but on one occasion, as Rabbi Yashiv was walking home, he had a Talmud talking, he was talking and learning with the Talmud, this man walked over to Rabbi Yashiv and with such tremendous chutzpah began insulting him, hurling insults, foul language, it was just shreklach. The tone was shocking, but amazingly, Rabbi Yashiv didn't, didn't blink an eye, he wasn't phased at all by the ugly words. Apparently, it wasn't the first time he had been insulted by Riffraff, who, for various reasons, disapproved of his halachic decisions. But Yashiv remained calm and unruffled. Come, he said to his Talmud. The Talmud was like uh, shrunken. Instead of feeling negative towards this man, let us give him a bracha. But Yashiv faced the man with a smile and said, Rabbi Yid, may Hashem bless you that you will have no time to spare for nonsense like this. But Yashiv and his Talmud then continued on their way. And the story ends exactly one year later, after that disturbing incident, almost to the day the man, the one who had insulted Rabbi Yashiv and his wife, became proud parents of, can you guess? No, not twins, not triplets, not even quadruplets. They had quintuplets. Yes, five tiny babies filled their home with healthy cries for attention. The streets of Yerushalayim were abuzz with the news. Rabbi Yashiv's bracha had come true. Apparently, Abayashiv understood that this man, he gets into trouble because he has too much time on his hands. Overnight, this man became so busy, he had absolutely no time for anything else.
So when we drown ourselves in our sorrow, it is because we are stuck in that emotion and cannot move on to a better place. The point and purpose of Shabbos Nachamu is to allow us to push beyond the sadness of Tishabov, of the nine days, of the Yimei HaMetzorim, and recognize that Hashem wants us to smile, He wants us to be happy, to feel comfort, and ultimately to rise out of the depths of this Gullus and into the Geula phase of our experience. This past Shabbos, I heard a vart in the name of Ramosh Shmuel Shapiro, that's all. He says that Golos is like a paddleball court. Now, I don't know if Moshe Shmuel Shapiro exactly knew what a paddleball court was, but this is how the muscle was presented to me. I, under, I heard it this way. Moshe says, when a person hits the ball with his racket, he sends it spiraling towards the wall with great force. However, as soon as the ball hits the wall, it bounces back with even greater force. The same is true about Golos. We are stricken, we hurtle forward with great suffering and deprivation. But at some point we hit the wall. We can't go any further. We have reached our low point. And then it is time for us to bounce back, to begin the journey of redemption and geula. That happens with even greater speed and greater force. On Tishavov, yes, we sit and cry on the floor. But we have gone as low as we can go. We're sitting on the floor. We can't go lower. On Shabbos, Nachmu Hashem lifts us up. And he begins the process of comforting his people. Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. May we all experience the simcha that is our Father in Heaven looking down on us and saying, My children, you've had enough. It is time to come home.